0: Well, we're here. It's our first one together.
1: Yeah, Blake and I are like two feet apart from each other.
0: I'm so happy. <laughs> um,
1: so. Let me we, crack this real quick. We should sound the same. Hopefully. I'm not going to sound like I'm coming in through a potato. And I'm just going to sound like me. Right. So this is week two. Uh, we had this and two more shows after that. And then we're at the
0: September pay-per-views. Which your September pay-per-view is. Run. To the
1: hills!
0: And then mine is... Never forget. I get to go first this week. You were going first this week. I'm so giddy about this episode.
1: Yeah, so, um... You can start whenever. Um, you might as well start when it's at the one minute, which is in like ten seconds.
0: I probably will do that. So, we'll have six, five, four, three, two one week 2 of adrenaline PCW your boy ladies and gentlemen we are welcoming you live in the Sears Center Atlanta Georgia for adrenaline says the night we have a great show for you tonight as the fallout from last week's episode is sure to come into play tonight as Cody Rhodes will be making his in-ring debut against the insurance policy for Kenny Omega's Bullet Club Adam Page. Johnny Gargano gets his chance to move on in the tournament to become the first ever Pier 1 champion against Seth Rollins. The women's champion, Asuka, will be in action tonight against the genius of the skies, Io Shirai. In the main event, we have what's sure to be a true spectacle as Finn Balor and Red Dragon will be facing off against Kenny Omega's Bullet Club as the PCW World Champion Kenny Omega and the PCW Tag Team Champions FTR will be in action in a six-man tag team match. Gotta get that interest theme in there real quick. Man, I never get
1: to hear what it actually sounds like because so far away.
0: Oh, Drones by Rise Against? It's a banger. Not allowed to get to the words, though, because I got, I got, I got things I got to do.
1: I start the show. Things I got to do. Times are running.
0: Johnny Gargano's music <laughs> hits. The crowd gives a huge pop, as they usually do for the Rebel Heart. As he is looking to continue his winning streak. Folks, let's take you back to last week, says the night. As we flash back to a debuting Samoa Joe attacking Johnny on his way to the ring. And then we cut to the end where we see Tommaso Ciampa continuing his ways. As he's laying down a DIY t-shirt over Johnny as he was laying motionless on the ground. His opponent tonight.
1: you really messing up.
0: None other than Seth Rollins. He's here. He's ready to burn it down. Burn it down! Seth Rollins enters the ring. Him and Johnny Gargano go to each other. They look at each other face to face. They both know what's at stake here. They give each other a fist bump as the match begins. Rollins has an early advantage here, using his slight size advantage over Johnny. Rollins has been really focusing on the right arm of Gargano. His focus is to weaken the arm of Johnny to prevent the Gargano escape. Rollins has Gargano in a wrist lock. The crowd starts slowly clapping to get behind Johnny. Johnny begins to stand up, but Rollins uses a wrist lock hip takedown, planting Johnny back on his stomach. Johnny begins spinning on his stomach to relieve the pressure of the hold by Rollins. Rollins begins to follow, but is a bit behind, which gives Johnny the opening to get back to his feet. Rollins is behind Gargano, still holding the wrist lock. Johnny then spins his, spins into his armpit of Rollins, using his left arm to grab Rollins' waist, and then delivers a variation of a Northern Lights suplex into the pin. One... Two, but Rollins gets a kick out at two and a half. Both men take a moment, (laughs) both men take a moment to gather their breath. The crowd begins clapping for both competitors, really showing appreciation to both wrestlers. Rollins, Irish rips Gargano into the rope. He goes for a clothesline. Johnny ducks, and the attack misses. Johnny then jumps over the rope as Rollins... Oh, I missed the part. Johnny jumps over the rope as Rollins runs after him and is hit with an insigni to the side of the head. Rollins is dazed with his eyes fluttering. Johnny begins to set up for the over-the-top rope DDT when all of a sudden we hear Samoa Joe's music... This is the man that uh, attacked Johnny Gargano last week. Johnny turns around on the ring apron, expecting to see Samoa Joe, but he's nowhere to be found.
1: What?
0: He's nowhere to be found. Johnny gets back into the ring, peeks in the top of the entrance ramp, still expecting to see Samoa Joe, when all of a sudden Rollins turns him over, takes him into the stomach, delivers the pedigree. Rollins goes into the cover, and he hits the one, two, three... Rollins moves on in the first round of the Pier 1 Championship Tournament with the help of the distraction by Samoa Joe's theme music.
1: I'm, I thought Rollins
0: was a face. got to take advantage of what you can, uh, even if you're just, a face. Luchasaurus did that too. Are we go into seg 3. We cut to the back where we see John Moxley heading towards the ring as he bumps into Seth Rollins after his victory over Gargano. Mox and Rollins look at each other. They both give each other a small smile as they both embrace each other with a handshake into a hug. Congrats, but I want you to know that if we both make it to the finals, I'm going to drive your face into the canvas with the perigem shift. Rollins chuckles and simply says, I wouldn't expect anything less from you. Hmm. Mox is heading to the ring as he will be in competition in the first round of the Pier 1 championship tournament as we cut to commercial break.
1: Have you checked your time at all?
0: I am two minutes in.
1: That's
0: it? It's like two and a half.
1: We <laughs> started at one minute.
0: Oh no, I'm at six. My bad. I was gonna say I was like, I'm, I'm at six. I'm
1: at six two minutes of my fucking
0: <laughs> life. Side four. We come back from commercial break. As we hear John Moxley's music playing,
1: uh, no, no, wild thing
0: no, no, unscripted violence right here, baby, unscripted violence. John is making his way to the ring to compete here tonight, as he's looking to get things rolling here on adrenaline. Mox was seconds away from making it into the PCW World Title match at Too Hot to Handle, but ultimately came up a bit short. Moxley is in the ring, and he is patiently waiting to see who he is going to be facing tonight. He's starting to get a little antsy, a little irritated from waiting for so long, as the lights shine on center stage of the ramp, and we hear this. It's Andrade! Andrade El Ignoro! Oh, It's Andrade! And here is Andrade on Adrenaline. Shane O'Mac has done it again. Another huge signing for PCW, as this is sure to be a fun match.
1: Wow. That's not what I was expecting. I wouldn't say what I was expecting. That would spoil
0: something. (laughs) Andrade gets into the ring and lays across the top turnbuckle, across the top rope with his hands on his head. Looking cocky as ever, Moxley does not look amused. The ref rings the bell and immediately Mox and Andrade meet in the center of the ring as Andrade slaps Moxley right across the face. Andrade yells at Moxley, El Idolo. Moxley then (laughs) delivers a double leg takedown as the match begins with a fast-paced fury as Moxley is delivering fists to the face of Andrade. We move forward into the match with Andrade in control. He got the upper hand with a dirty rake to the eye while the referee's back was turned. Andrade has Mox in a side headlock. The crowd begins to get behind Mox. Moxley is able to get out of the side headlock. He tosses Andrade into the ropes. Andrade runs into the ropes. He ducks Moxley's clothesline, runs to the other side, and he grabs the ropes spins around and is laying across the middle rope, doing the same hand on the head gesture he did at the very beginning of the match. Moxley has had enough as he runs at Andrade and delivers a knee to the midsection, sending both men flying to the outside. Both men are on the outside. The ref begins the count. The two men are up and begin Fighting up the entrance ramp, the ref begins to count. As he's yelling at the two to get back into the ring, Moxley delivers a kick to the stomach and then a suplex onto the steel ramp. The ref's count is now up to five. Moxley slowly begins to stand up when all of a sudden we hear this. What is, What? what what is this? Is this Bray Wyatt? It's Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt appears on the Jumbotron. It's completely distracting Moxley. It's Bray Wyatt. He's up on the Jumbotron. He's staring up at Wyatt. (laughs) Hi, John. How are you? Are you surprised to see me, says Wyatt. I bet you are. Now, I'm sure you're confused at why I'm talking to you, as Bray chuckles. Well, I promise you, it'll all make sense next week. But can you be sure to tell your buddy Seth hello for me? I'd really appreciate it. I understand the bond of friendship can make. I want everyone to know that I have a very special friend too. He, he healed me. As Bray's face turns menacing and starts to look a little distorted, Bray says, he made me believe in something I never knew I had within me. He reminded me that you need to feast on the weak, to grow fear within the strong. Bray's eyes begin to change as his face becomes more and more sinister. (laughs) Ha ha! Bye bye, John! Moxley is in disbelief. The camera panels to the ring as the ref counts to 10 and signals to ring the bell as Andrade is victorious here by countout. Moxley can't believe what just happened as we are heading into Seg 5.
1: This is Vince Russo with all these interferences. I, I loved it. <laughs> I, I,
0: I loved it, but... Sec 5. We come back from commercial break, and Moxley is heated. He's in the back. He's throwing trash cans everywhere. He's demanding to know where Bray is. Shane O'Mac and Seth Rollins come up to Mox. Mox instantly shoves J- Ew, excuse me. Mox instantly shoves Seth to the ground as Rollins gets up he gets into Mox face and says Why the hell did he want me to tell you hello? What do you have up your sleeve, Seth? Seth looks at Rollins and goes, Bro, I don't know. Why would I align myself up with someone like Bray? The two are face-to-face, heated with each other's actions. Boys, 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 yells Shane. Listen, I can't fix what Wyatt did to you, Mox. Now what I can do is this. At PCW's next pay-per-view, never forget, it'll be John Moxley versus the debuting Bray Wyatt. Hmm. The crowd gives a huge pop for this announcement. Mox looks at Shane and says, you know, that's not good enough for me. I want Wyatt, but I want Wyatt in a Falls Count Anywhere match. You've got it. It's official. Wyatt Moxley Falls Count Anywhere, says Shane. Moxley looks at the two men and walks away as we head into commercial break.
1: You're almost halfway through.
0: I'm 13 minutes in. As we come back to seg six, we have Io Shirai in the ring as she awaits for her opponent, the PCW Women's Champion, Asuka. Asuka music's hit. And here she comes. It's the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. He's dancing. If you guys guys can't
1: see it, he's dancing.
0: It's such a hot theme. The match begins with a collar-elbow tie-up. EO hits a side headlock, waist takedown. Asuka slips out of the hold, rolls over on top of EO, and locks in a side headlock of her own. EO is able to stand up with Asuka still holding the side headlock. EO slips out, sends Asuka into the ropes. Asuka runs back. EO drops to her stomach. Asuka bounces off the ropes, goes for a leg drop. Io rolls out of the way. She stands up, goes to deliver a sidekick to the head, but Asuka ducks the kick. Both women are now standing up, and the crowd gives a round of applause for the exchange of moves we just witnessed between the two. Really know each other, reversing everything that they have. As we move forward in the match, Asuka has control of Io with her superior, gra- superior grappling skills. Asuka has Io in a chicken wing submission hold. Io begins to fight back. She delivers an elbow strike to the side of the head of Asuka. She delivers a second and a third. Asuka releases the hold and drops to one knee. Io quickly climbs up to the top rope and delivers a moonsault onto Asuka with the cover. One, two, and Asuka kicks out at two and a half. Io gives a shriek as she thought she had one on the Women's Champion right there. While Io is in shock... Asuka pops up and locks in the Asuka lock. Io looks as she's about to tap when she uses her momentum to flip her lower body over Asuka's shoulders to put Asuka in another pinning position, but the ref gets to two. Asuka releases the hold and is a kick out as Io gets another near fall. Io gets up, runs to the turnbuckle, goes to the top, Goes for a flying cross body, but Asuka counters the attack and delivers a spinning leg kick right to the unprotected stomach of Shirai. Asuka relocks in the Asuka lock back into Shirai. The ref goes to check on Io, and she is out. The ref rings the bell as Asuka is continuing her dominance here on PCW. While Asuka is celebrating... When Shayna Baszler and Raquel Gonzalez interrupts as Baszler has a mic. She says, It seems to me that you don't have an opponent for Never Forget. This company needs a women's champion that they can be proud of. Someone who can legitimately beat the hell out of anyone they face. Asuka, I'm Chow, but Gonzalez... Then rips the mic from Baszler. Baszler says, I challenge you to a match at Never Forget.
1: Mm.
0: Baszler gives a look of confusion when we hear Shane O'Mac come out again. He's as energetic as ever. He grabs a mic and he says, What's up, Hot Lanta? The crowd gives a pop. So it seems, to me, there's some issues here on the number one contender for the women's title. So let me make it easier. Next week, it'll be Raquel Gonzalez versus Shayna Baszler versus the genius of the skies, Io Shirai, to determine the number one contender for the women's title. Yo, just lost. I like my triple threats, man. Yeah, you love multi-man match. I do. What an announcement by Shane O'Mac as we head in to SEG 7.
1: Where's your time at? 19.20, so I'm at... 18
0: minutes.
1: 18 minutes. Damn.
0: We have, as we come back to SEG 7, we have Shinsuke Nakamura already inside the ring as he is awaiting to see who he will be facing in his first round matchup to determine the first ever Pier 1 champion. As the music hits, we come to find out that it is the leader of the Death Triangle, it is the Bastard Pac. Pac and the Death Triangle have been in some, well, let's just say interesting affairs as of late. They jumped the Dark order last week, and Alexa Bliss saved the Dark order by standing over them. And covering them in that black substance, as all three of them disappeared after the lights went out and then back on, it was a truly deranged sight to see. Pac and the Death Triangle make their way to the ring as the match is about to begin. Nakamura and Pac begin with each of them delivering arm drag takedowns they reverse each other's wrist locks in exchange dodging each other's strikes none of them can seem to grab the upper hand until nakamura runs into the ropes and penta then trips nakamura as the ref's back is turned the crowd gives a boo as Pac takes control Pac is on the offense as he begins breaking down the lower body of nakamura as Pac is trying to take away nakamura's ability to hit his leg kicks and his kinshasa knee strike Pac tosses Nakamura into the corner, runs at him, and delivers a monkey flip to Nakamura, sending him flying all the way across the mat. Pac runs over and hits a standing moonsault, goes for the cover, but Nakamura is kicks out at two. Pac then goes into a half-Boston Crab on the right leg of Nakamura. The crowd begins to hype up Nakamura with a slow clap. Nakamura is able to reverse the half-Boston Crab, getting a roll-up on Pac, one- Two, not a fast one. Pock is able to kick out at a near fall. Nakamura and Pac are both up. Nakamura goes to Irish whip Pac, but Pac counters it into his own Irish whip. Nakamura ducks Pac's clothesline. Nakamura then grabs Pac from the back and shoves him into the turnbuckle. He sets Pac up on the middle rope. He runs to the other side of the ring and delivers a snap German suplex onto Pac as Nakamura slides underneath him outside of the ring. The ref is checking on Pac with his back turned and this time it's Ray Phoenix with the distraction as he hits a senton bomb from the ring apron into Nakamura's chest. Penta and Phoenix then toss Nakamura back into the ring. Pac begins to climb to the top turnbuckle. He's looking for the black arrow. Pac goes for it, but Nakamura is able to roll out of the way at the last second. Pac crashes and burns. Nakamura gets some steam as he hits a suicide dive onto the Lucha Bros on the outside. Nakamura runs back into the ring. He yells, Come on! at Pac. Pac gets up, and is then hit with a kinshasa knee strike. Nakamura into the cover. One, two, three. Shinsuke Nakamura moves on. He is celebrating when Phoenix and Penta begin an attack. Penta sends up Nakamura for the Canadian destroyer and delivers it. As Phoenix then hits a 450 splash from the top rope. The Death Triangle are relentless on their assault on Nakamura. Pac adds insult to injury as he hits the black arrow onto Nakamura. The death triangle is standing tall when all of a sudden, we hear Alexa Bliss's voice up on the Jumbotron. What? Alexa is again covered in a black substance, but she's not alone. This time she's standing next to Vance Ten and Johnny Silver as they too are painted black. The Death Triangle. Penta Phoenix. Pac. Says Alexa Bliss. When I look at you three, I see individuals. I see no unity. For by abolishing in your own individual flesh, the enmity you make the three of you are not one man. As for the Dark Order, we... We are one whole unit. The law of commandments contained in ordinances will show how he can take two men and make them into one new man, thus establishing peace. To have peace, we must show how we are one. At never forget, we want you to join us. The three hold up the dark order hand signal as the lights go completely out as we head into commercial break.
1: Where's your time at? I think like you're cutting it close.
0: I have seven minutes. And these are my last two segments. That seventh segment I want to talk to you about because I, we'll ad-libbed, about later. I ad-libbed an entire Bible verse.
1: Good.
0: Seg 8. We are back as we were preparing for the American Nightmare to make his in-ring debut. We see Balor, Red Dragon, talking to Cody as he's throwing on his weightlifting belt. Balor lets Cody know that they have his back tonight as they know Adam Page has been known to be a bit of a dirty player along with Kenny Omega's Bullet Club. Cody appreciates the gesture as he heads to the ring. O'Reilly looks at Finn and questions the loyalty of Cody. Balor looks at O'Reilly as he understands the concern... Ballard just says, Ballard just says, we will have to see, but until he proves us otherwise, we have to show him that he can trust us too. Heading into Sag 9. Adam Page Music's hit. And here comes the insurance policy to the Bullet Club, says Trey. Caden retorts by saying, Yeah, the greasiest slime ball we have in this business. Trade double retorts and says, You mean the smartest guy in the business? He aligned himself with the best in this company. Paige is in the ring with a blank stare as usual as we await Cody Rhodes. Cody's music, hits. The crowd gives a solid pop as Cody comes out playing to the crowd. He's waving his arms up and down, slamming his fist in the air, high-fiving the fans as he goes down the entrance ramp. He's screaming, let's go! As he enters the ring, the crowd continues their cheers as Cody takes a long look over the PCW crowd with a huge smile as the crowd begins to chant, Cody, Cody, Cody! Paige is unamused and goes for an early attack as Rhodes ducks the attack. Cody begins delivering shots to Paige's forehead, driving him into the corner. Cody stands on the middle ropes and continues delivering punches as the crowd counts with the blows to the head. One, two, three, four, five, six, and the count goes all the way up to ten. Cody is starting off hot here in his debut. As we get further into the match, Adam Page is taking control as he delivered a thumb to the eye behind the ref's back. Page delivers a suplex to Rhodes, flips him over, and begins to drive his knee into the back of Rhodes and locks in a side head crank with the knee still in the back of Cody. The crowd begins to hype Cody up. Cody begins a rally. Cody delivers a side slam to get out of the headlock. Cody crawls to the ropes and helps himself up. Page does the same. Cody runs and delivers a clothesline. He then delivers a second and a third. Cody begins to hype out the crowd. Cody then sends Paige into the ropes. Cody ducks Paige's clothesline attempt. Paige runs back at Cody, and then Cody delivers a power slam to Paige. Cody is in full control here. Cody begins to pick up Paige and sets him up for crossroads. Cody puts Paige under his arm. He looks over the crowd, but then takes a little too long as Paige reverses the hold, drops to his knees, and delivers a low blow to Cody. The ref rings the bell. Cody is victorious here, but Paige is beating down Cody. The bell keeps ringing, but Paige keeps assaulting Cody as FTR and Kenny Omega come running out from the back and into the ring. FTR grabs Cody They set Rhodes up for the Shatter Machine When Red Dragon and Finn Balor Come running out to make the save An all out brawl is ensuing Red Dragon is fighting off FTR Balor is fighting off Omega And Cody is fighting off Page. The eight men are battling all over the ring When we hear Shane McMahon's voice As he is yelling at the top of the entrance ramp Hey, 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 that's enough, that's enough Kenny and the club are retreating up the ramp as Red Dragon, Rhodes, and Balor are still standing in the ring. Shane says, the eight of you want to beat the hell out of each other so bad, then you've got it. And never forget, it'll be Adam Page versus Cody Rhodes. And to make sure there's no interference, that match will take place inside of a steel cage. FTR and Kenny Omega... The three of you will be going on to face Red Dragon and Finn Balor in a six-man, three-stages-of-hell match.
1: What? I've never heard of such a thing.
0: I'll even sweeten the deal, says Shane. FTR and Kenny, I hope you have faith in each other. And that goes for you guys in the ring, too. As the tag team and world titles will also be on the line in that six-man, three-stages-of-hell match. I love it. Oh, my God. Won an announcement by Shane O'Mac says, Caden, Trey comes over the mic and he says, What? He can't do this. This is egregious. And an absolute abuse of power, yells the Chosen Son. The camera panels over to Balor, Red Dragon, and Cody as they're in the ring all smiles as Kenny and the Bullet Club are furious over Shane's announcement as we end the show.
1: You literally had 20 seconds left.
0: I told you. I I Oh my god. I was a madman on this show. Holy shit! I told you my week two was going to set up a lot of things. The whole time I'm like,
1: I'm like, you're going to not. I'm like, you're going to get caught. Like, if that would have went to right now, to this point, I would have had to cut it off. You would have had to cut it off. I've had to make my ending short because if you go one second over, that's a one minute penalty next show. Uh Yeah, I told you. Holy shit! I told you this week two was going to set up a lot of storylines. That was good though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, I'm gonna go at thirty-one thirty because it's just the way it's gonna be and uh so we got a few few seconds here two one you hear that baby you hear that baby oh yeah welcome everybody to hyper pro wrestling's flagship program this is mayhem we are so excited to be here in baltimore maryland we have an exciting card tonight, guys, as we move one step closer to setting up a number one contenders women's match at Runs to the Hills. Will Christian accept MJF's challenge? And tonight, Drew McIntyre and Brian Cage finally get their hands on Mount Rushmore. That and more tonight on Mayhem. All right, let's start our first segment out here. We open up tonight's show with this man. Nope, that's not what I meant to do. Yes. All right. Randy Orton was standing on top of the Underground Champion last week. It looks like in the Underground Championship picture, we have Randy Orton wanting to go up against Kyrian Cross. He's here tonight with the match, but who is his opponent going to be?
0: All
1: right. And his opponent tonight is the Machine Gun Carl. Anderson accompanied by his good brother Luke Gallows um they were not so victorious last week when Gallows lost his match but we're gonna see if they had better luck tonight all right ding 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 the bell rings Orton's in control off the bat he's just in the zone tonight and he really wants to get an opportunity here with the underground championship the two men do battle for a few minutes here, and Gallows comes in to help Anderson, but he's met with an RKO. Anderson tries to sneak a cutter of his own onto Randy Orton, but Orton just gets out of it, connects with an RKO. One, two, three. You had him squash Boom. Carl Anderson? A quick win by Randy Orton, and we see Karrion Cross appear from the entryway, and he holds up his belt. He says, Randy, if you want a match with me, you're on. Orton, cross, run to the hills. That's going to be so much fun. Tick in the book. tock. You're to have fun well, it's at. official, folks. We have a match set for the pay-per-view in just three short weeks. Cut to segment two. Backstage correspondent, Kelsey Snyder, is here with Christian. Hey! And she asks if he will accept MJF's challenge. Christian says, you know, he doesn't know, but he doesn't respect the way MJF has been talking about him. MJF shows up and he says, Oh, Christian, how about you stop being a little bitch and step in the ring with me? I'm better than you and you know it because I am Maxwell Jacob Friedman and it would be the highlight of your career to be pinned by me. Hey, Christian says, Max, why are you coming at me? There are many other men on this roster who would love to tear you apart. MJF says, Because Christian, since the Attitude Era, I've been dreaming of tearing you apart. Limb, by limb. Christian gets in his face and says, Well, if you wanted my attention, Max, you have it now. Fine. I'll face you a run to the hills. But don't expect what the world has seen of me lately. Expect Captain Charisma. Outwork everyone himself. MJF smiles and he walks away. First two segments. We have pay-per-view matches, guys. We're good to go. What? Like
0: 20, 25 more minutes?
1: Maybe. Yeah. All right, you're good. Do you have a
0: question on your shoes? Yes.
1: Okay, well, you're taking out my time, babe. Just ask him. <laughs>
0: you got a question on your shoes?
1: We cut to Sting's office, and Mount Rushmore walks in. Adam Cole says, Sting, I really do not want to compete tonight. But since the Bucks are still a little banged up from their ladder match, I can't allow them to be in the match. Sting says, Adam, I really did not think this would happen, but you're actually showing the heart of a champion. So it's official. Tonight, you and Kevin Owens will face your opponents at the pay-per-view Cajun McIntyre in a tag-team match. Oh. Sting then turns his attention to the Bucks. Sting then says, but you guys can't get off that easy, because you two will compete tonight. The Bucks are pissed, and so are the rest of the members of Mount Rushmore. Matt Jackson says, but against who? Then suddenly, Matt Riddle comes into the office. Sting! My man, what's hanging, bro? And then he looks at the Bucks and goes, You bros really need to chill. Cole says, Riddle, how about you just mind your own damn business? Why are you in here anyways? Riddle says, Bro, since my loss at Highway to Hell, I just really wanted an opportunity to be on the show tonight. So I thought I would ask Sting if he would give me a match. Sting goes, Well, Riddle, you could wrestle tonight, but you got about five minutes to find a partner, because you're going to face the Young Bucks." Oh? And that match is next. Oh? Riddle goes, bro, I know just the guy. Up next, Matt Riddle and a guy are going to face the young Bucks. I think I know who it is. Well, don't spoil it. Here are the Hyper Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions who are in action tonight. Adam Colford won for the team, so the Bucks could get the night off. The Sting is still having to compete against Matt Riddle, and whoever Matt Riddle found during that commercial break. Uh, remember, click it or ticket. Deputy Blake Van so in that commercial. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. All right, and out comes Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle is walking out. He's strutting. He's doing his thing. The crowd goes, bro, 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 bro. All right, bro. Matt Riddle grabs a mic. He says, you know, bros, I did not think I'd be in a tag team match tonight, but here I am. But as it turns out, one of my really good friends was just signed to a deal here And he will be my partner. Is this a debut? Do you bros want to know who my partner is? Yes. The crowd chants yes, yes, yes. Oh! And he walks out. It's Pete Dunne. The Bruiserweight. The Bruiserweight Pete Dunne is here in Hyper Pro Wrestling. He has a hot team. He walks out and he dabs up Matt Riddle. He's got a serious look on his face and he's ready to kick some Mount Rushmore ass himself. Mount Rushmore is pissed. The bell rings and it's Nick Jackson and Matt Riddle to start and the crowd starts chanting bruiser wait, bruiser wait." Riddle points to Dunn and the crowd erupts so he just tags him in. Pete Dunn is on fire here as as, uh, as he's facing Nick Jackson, but Nick Jackson is forced to tag out to his brother Matt. He comes in, but Dunn starts controlling the pace with him as well. Pete Dunn goes to pick up Matt Jackson, but Jackson knees him to the face and gets out of it. Then he hits him with a super kick. Now the Jackson brothers are getting into this match. Nick is now tagged in, and his lightning-fast offense is enough to get Dunn to tag out to Riddle. Riddle runs in and goes at it with Nick Jackson, and Nick Jackson rolls out of the ring. The tag team champions are struggling here and talking some strategy as we cut to commercial break. We're back here in this tag team contest. It's a non-title contest between the Hyper Pro Wrestling tag team champions, the Young Bucks, and this team of Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn. The Young Bucks have isolated Matt Riddle in the corner of the ring. And you know, and they're tagging in and out, doing stomps in the corner, double clotheslines, double drop kicks. This, you know, some tag team wrestling maneuvers, folks. The champions are finally looking extremely dominant here, and they are setting up Riddle for the more bang for your buck. Nick Jackson jumps off the top rope and Riddle moves out of the way. He then throws Nick into the turnbuckle, and Matt Jackson falls off the turnbuckle to the outside of the ring. Riddle tags in Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn comes in and gives Nick Jackson a bitter end, and he goes for the pin. One, two, three. The tag team champions have been pinned. What? And by a team that was formed here tonight. What a match that was, the Bucks sell to the back, and the newly formed Bruiserweights celebrate. I think I know where you're going with this. Commercial break. I think I know where you're going with this. We get a replay, a replay from last week and the drama that ensued between the Jurassic Express and the Hurt Business. After the video was done playing, backstage correspondent Kelsey Snyder is with the Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy says that there is no reason for the ambush. And if the Hurt Business want to fight, all they have to do is ask. And if they want to fight the Jurassic Express, they can do it anytime, anywhere. Then we cut to a promo by Britt Baker. She says she's even the score with Becky Lynch in that Sting has asked them to to do a contract signing. And Britt says, I've accepted on one condition. It will take place in the dentist office. So next week, Sting, Becky, come to my dentist office and we'll make this match official. Yes. <laughs> Alright, there we go. Speaking of women's matches, up next we have Tony Storm and Sasha Banks versus Jade and Shotzi Blackheart. The winning team will have a match at run to the hills for a future women's title shot. Alright, we come back in the next segment. Shotzi and Jade are already in the ring. They don't even look like they want a team together, but they both want opportunities. So they're going to try it out for tonight. Then we hear Tony Storm's entrance music. Tony Storm comes out. She's a bad bitch. She needs business tonight. She wants another opportunity. And she is going to be teaming up with, this time, the Snoop Doggless, Sasha Banks. And they're going to have this tag team match. Remember, the winning team will have a one-on-one match at Run to the Hills in just three short weeks. Okay. So, here we go. Um, and the match goes, ding, 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 match starts. Match starts off with Shotzi versus Storm, but Jay tags herself in. Boo! The crowd boos. Jade's got a lot of heat on her. You know, but Jade wants her time to shine. This is her first match here in the company. She starts destroying Tony Storm, making an example out of her. She military presses her and slams her down. Now she wants Banks, so Banks tags in so Storm can catch her breath. And Jade starts giving Sasha the same treatment. Jade taking control of this match. We're going to cut to commercial break.
0: This is completely out of the loop but the fact that tony Shavani still has earrings like he's 14 really bothers me same all right we're back and jade is still
1: in control here she uh she backs into the corner here to set up for a knee strike but shati tags herself in you know she wants to wrestle too but jade is pissed Jade pulls her to the outside, and they have a little conversation, but what they don't see is the Boston storm running towards them, knocking them both out. Storm is legal, and she pulls Shotzi into the ring, gives her a storm zero, one, two, three. So run of the Hills, we have Tony Storm versus Sasha Banks, winner of that match gets a future title shot. You know, they're out of the ring, they're celebrating, but they know that in just a few weeks that they are going to become mortal enemies. But Jason still on the outside, she gets in the ring. And tells Shotzi that she just cost her a shot at the gold. She starts beating the hell out of her. Jay gives her a big suplex and leaves her lifeless in the middle of the ring. The officials come out to check up on Shotzi. We're going to cut to commercial break. Segment 9. We are back, and Shotzi black car is being put into the back of an ambulance. But out of nowhere comes Jade with the hurt business, and Jade will not let Shotzi get in the vehicle. She goes on Strapper when the Jurassic Express makes the save, making the Hurt Business retreat. Officials and backstage agents are checking on Shotzi, and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus look concerned. We cut to Sting, and he has his hand over his mouth in shock. Kind of, you know, remove the hand. It looks like the Pikachu meme. He says that there needs to be something done about this. There's only one way to do it. So at Run to the Hills, we're going to have a mixed trios match. It'll be Bobby Lashley, Ricochet, and Jade against the Jurassic Express and Shotzi Blackheart. And if Shotzi is physically unable to perform come the pay-per-view, the Hurt Business will face suspension. Then we cut to good old Scott Barts and poetic justice old Ryan McMullen, and they are going to give us a rundown. Of the pay-per-view card thus far oh my god you know this is going to take place at hartford connecticut we will have a one-on-one match that was made official tonight between mjf and christian tony storm and Shotzi, not Shotzi, but sasha banks will square off for a future women's title shot the underground title will be on the line as the viper randy orton faces off against the reigning champion and cross becky lynch will try to capture the women's championship When she goes against the champion, Dr. Britt Baker, D-M-D. The Hurt Business will take on the team of the Jurassic Express and Shotzi Blackheart in a mixed trios match. And this just in, announced by Sting, the Hyper Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championships will be on the line when the Young Bucks defend against the Broserweights, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. Oh! And in the main event, we will have a triple threat match. For Adam Cole will defend his Hyper Pro Wrestling World Championship against both Drew McIntyre and Brian Cage. Right. Live in just three weeks, and this card looks spectacular. Up next, we have perhaps a taste of that main event, as Adam Cole and Kevin Owens will take on Drew McIntyre and Brian Cage. All right, next segment. He's got a new entrance to It's Brian Cage. Brian Cage comes out. Brian Cage is pissed that he's hungry, he's ready to take down Adam Cole and Kevin Owens. He gets in the ring and he's waiting for his partner. Yes. It is the man himself, the mayor of Claymore County. It is Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre comes out. He's also ready to go. He's clapping his hands. He's, you know, the fans in the crowd are loving him. McIntyre is over, folks. He's over. They both get in the ring, and they're both just waiting, 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 and then—oh,
0: such a hot
1: theme! Out comes Adam Cole Bay Bay, and he is accompanied by his buddy in Mount Rushmore sidekick Kevin Owens. Uh, Owens looks ready to fight, that's what he does, but Cole is a little scared as he knows that he is not going to get out easy tonight. Alright, so, get back to the app here. Alright, alright. And then, we get in the ring here, and... Kevin Owens is going to start the match. Kevin Owens is just ready to go. He is setting up a table on the outside before the match even starts. And then he gets in the ring. He goes toe-to-toe with Brian Cage. Brian Cage kind of gets the advantage here. But Brian Cage turns to talk to McIntyre really quick while he thinks he has the advantage. And Adam Cole and Kevin Owens both jump him. Adam Cole jumps and gives uh, McIntyre a drop kick off of the apron. They both beat down Cage senseless. They drag him out of the ring. And they put him on the table. And Kevin Owens does a frog splash off the top rope, taking Brian Cage out of the equation. The ref's going to let them fight tonight because he knows that's what they want to do. Um, but it looks like we have a handicap match now. And we're going to cut to commercial break here. We're back in the main event is going on. Brian Cage is still out So Drew has to face both these guys alone. Drew and Owens start locking up. Owens controls the match for a bit, but he's no match for the Scottish Warrior. As Drew starts destroying Owens, Owens is not tagging out, though, as he knows that this dangers his friend Adam Cole. But a man can only take so much pain, and Cole eventually says, Just just tag me in. Tag me in. Fine. He gets tagged in, and Drew just points and says, Oh, it's on. So they start locking up, but McIntyre is just too big. McIntyre throws him across the ring. Cole runs out and starts backing up, but he runs into an awakened Brian Cage. Cage has his fun with the world champion. Owens goes to save his friend, but he's taken care of by McIntyre. The legal men are Cole and Drew. We need to restore some order here. When suddenly the Young Bucks come from the back to help their partners, and they are successful because of the numbers game. The Brozerwitz come out to make the save, but they are met with a four on two ambush. Mount Rushmore, they're proud of themselves. They are standing tall when suddenly the lights go out. Oh no. Oh, (laughs) once this wants to load. Are you fucking kidding me? Out comes Darby Allen. Fuck Darby comes out and the four men are just laughing because they're like, what are you going to do? Darby's wearing this big leather jacket. He's skateboarding slowly down to the ring. And Darby gets in the ring. And they go, what are you going to do? Darby opens up his jacket and he has a barbed wire bat. Mount Rushmore thinks that they can have the upper hand here. But Darby unloads and hits Owens in the face. And Owens starts bleeding profusely. Cage is up. Drew is up. The weights are up. Mount Rushmore gets the hell out of this ring. And they start backing up. And the baby faces stand tall. And Darby Allen is here. And it looks like he also wants a piece of Mount Rushmore. The baby faces... Go into the crowd, they start shaking their hands as Cole, the Bucks, and Owens are at the entrance ramp going, no, no. But it looks like for tonight, they're for once, not on top. Thank you guys for tuning in. Next week, it looks like we have a lot of answers to have because right now we're left with more questions than anything. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. We ended our shows very similar to being the same way. Very similar. They were very similar. Very, very similar. They were very similar. And I know you have questions
0: about it. why Darby's is showing up. I'm quite confused. Yes. Like, are you having him feud with Owens? That's the only one that really makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're doing with that like what I did with Cody and Adam because, yeah. Okay, wow. So when I told you I added an eighth
1: match. Right. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. No, it- yeah. Okay, yeah. We're, we're going to figure out. How they're going to get a match and a stipulation next week, but obviously, um, the marks online are going to go
0: into the dirt sheets, um, because we have a rat in the back. We booked our last segment and a couple of our matches the exact same way. We didn't plan this. (laughs) No, we also booked our pay per view similarly. We did. That's and we don't fuck. That's wild. Okay, so my pay per view
1: card's pretty much done.
0: Right for okay about to say. So for this part right here. Do you want to confirm what you have, and then leave the matches that you don't have? I mean, confirmed? I basically
1: just said that the, what the other match
0: is going to be. Okay, if you want to go um, over your whole card, go ahead. So I'm not so, so basically those
1: beans. Um, for non-title matches. Um, obviously, Darby mm. Allen and Kevin Owens are going are to get their hands on each other in some way, shape, or form. Right. Uh, we have the women's number one contender match. Right, Tony Storm versus Sasha Banks. Right, we have the ambitious young Maxwell Jacob Friedman challenging Christian one on one. We have the mixed trios match mm. of the Jurassic Express and Shotzi Blackheart mm. facing the Hurt Business. As for title matches, we have the Underground Championship carrying cross Randy Orton. Right, we have the Young Bucks defending against the Broser
0: weights, which I know you weren't expecting. I, well, the thing, I because you were originally going to do we're going to do RK Bro, and you telegraphed what WWE was going to do before. I, I still can't get over that. Yeah, because I, I called it. Because I remember I texted you and I was like, "Did you read cheat sheets or something?" And you're like, "Why?" And I sent you the link on Instagram. And you're like, "There's no fucking way."
1: Yeah, RKO was literally my idea. RK Bro, RK Bro was literally my idea. Um, then we have Becky Lynch, not such Becky Lynch Britt Baker, hot, and then Cole Cage McIntyre. So that is, that's the full card. Um, the... For Run to the Hills. Yeah, um, Owens-Darby will not just be a singles regular match. There will be something. And I have a Darby promo next week that I know that you're going to shit your pants
0: over. Like in a bad or negative way? Like in a bad or good way? It's beautifully written. If you you don't like it, I quit. (laughs) If you don't like it, I quit. (laughs) I said the same thing about my week two. But here we are, um... Yeah, so what I have confirmed for Never Forget is we have John Moxley going up against a debuting Bray Wyatt in a Falls Count Anywhere 20 match. Minutes, did I? You went twenty. You went a little over twenty-two. Yes, I did it. <laughs> we got Moxley versus Bray Wyatt in a Falls Count Anywhere match, and then we have. Adam Page versus Cody Rhodes in a steel cage. And then we have what I hope you were quite shocked to hear, a six-man, three stages of hell match.
1: I like it because it's a three stages of hell. Yes. Are you going to do where each of them pick a stipulation? Yes. And And then then Shane picks the third one. Shane picks
0: the third one. Yep. Shane picks the third one. I was nervous.
1: I'm not going to say it. Until we get off this episode, I was nervous that you were going to do something, and I was going to be very pissed.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. And then the women's number one contender will be determined next week, and then obviously I'm going to foreshadow a little bit. We're going to have a Johnny Gargano versus Samoa Joe match.
1: That's, that was obvious. that
0: yes. was obvious. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to have Johnny Gargano versus Samoa Joe. That obviously, obviously, has been playing out the way it is. And then you can also probably figure out that there's going to be a Dark Order versus Death Triangle match.
1: With, let me guess, their leader being revealed at the pay-per-view.
0: Yes. I'm just going to say right now, yes.
1: I know who their leader is. Yes. I know your roster. There's only one person left it could be.
0: Yes. And I put in a lot of Easter eggs in that promo, which I actually took a Bible verse from the book of John and put it into there. And that's where a lot of that came from. So, that was our first show written together, or said together, and that was week two.
1: Week two. We got two weeks to go, then the pay-per-view.
0: Do you got anything else to say?
1: No, I gotta take a piss.
0: And I have more booze to drink.
1: Alright. We'll see you guys later for whoever eventually listens. this probably like Scott, Nate Caden, and Nate McNamara, but... Orion.
0: Maybe we'll see. Both Kelsey's. <laughs> they have to. They have to listen to it. I feel so bad for them. All right, let's go. Oh, all right, deuces.